What's up, Bulls Nation? You found yourselves locked on Bulls. It's Friday, January 7th. I'm Matt. That's Big Dave. Up ahead on today's program, we're doing mailbag, y'all. We got a lot in that inbox. We'll get to as much as we can with topics like why is Zach so far behind DeMar in all-star voting? And a lot of you out there want to know, especially after this AK interview yesterday, what, if anything, are the Bulls looking to do before that deadline in February? That's all ahead on a fresh Locked On Bulls. Let's go. You are Locked On Bulls, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here are your hosts, Matt Peck and Big Dave Watson. What's up and welcome into Locked On Bulls, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Matt Peck. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck. You can follow my co-host, Big Dave Watson, at BOW, B-A-W-L Sports. You can follow us at Locked On Bulls. You can also hit us up on that text and voicemail line, 331-979-1369, or email us, LockedOnBulls at gmail.com. That's what we're doing today in just a minute. Today's episode brought to you by PrizePix. Check out PrizePix.com and use promo code NBA. Or go to your app store and download the app today. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Big Dave, happy Friday, my friend. How about yes. that fun episode we did yesterday? Did y'all enjoy that? <laughs> oh, man, I cannot tell you the immense amount of joy that brought me. It was everything I thought it would be, honestly. Like, shout out to Lamorne Morris, man. Like, he was just so open and honest and just a lot of laughter and banter it, it was like just talking to a friend i know you know it was great truly truly such a nice guy go listen to our thursday episode if you haven't checked out our interview with lamore morris yet uh he was really entertaining um enjoy that conversation man there are a lot of bulls fans in our comments in that youtube episode saying <laughs> man who is this he's not a real bulls fan <laughs> What is all this LeBron love on Locked On Bulls? (laughs) They were not, I mean, not happy at all, which is why I love our fans so much. I love Bulls fans so much, man. They are the gatekeepers. And I thought I was one of the biggest LeBron haters slash Bulls fans out there. My goodness, some of our listeners and viewers are like, you guys are too soft on him. Come on, (laughs) tear him apart with his LeBron love. What is this garbage? Step on him and show him no mercy. Jeez, guys. Goodness, goodness gracious. <laughs> Speaking of our listeners and viewers who we love so much, let's dive right into our inbox. Big Dave, the first tally of all-star votes for NBA All-Star 21-22 are out. DeMar DeRozan, first among Eastern Conference guards. Zach Levine, fourth. So we could be looking at two Bulls All-Stars this season. But a lot of Bulls fans wondering, hey, what the, you know, it's awesome that DeMar is leading the pack, but but Zach and Forth, what's up with that? The 708 texts us and says, hey, guys, I've just seen the all-star vote so far. DeMar number one in the East. I'm proud and all, but they have Zach Levine at number four. Why do you think right. that is? What does Zach need to do in order to get more votes? I think both Levine and DeMar are putting up close to MVP numbers that's from the 708 thanks for texting in big day what are your thoughts on this initial voting return we still got a long way to go and by the way today friday january 7th votes on twitter and social media account for double so go tweet zach levine demar DeRozan, whoever you want make sure you get those votes in today but big Dave, what do you think about this demar at one and zach at four uh well first demar at one was a no-brainer 
uh, I, I was like, yeah, that's it. That's what it has to be. Like, it's DeMar DeRozan. The two shots that he hit, Matt, really kind of solidified it for the fans. You know what I mean? So that's why I think it's so large right now because of what 1.4 million. I think the next closest is Harden with like 800, close to 900,000 or something like that. So, yes. yeah. So, yeah, I, I, it, that's what it's supposed to be. You know, he's supposed to be there. Now, Zach at fourth, right now, is nobody to blame but yourselves. <laughs> like, you're, you're the fans. Like, you, you do right. the voting. I can't blame anybody right now. You know, it's, it's what it is. We know he's going to the All-Star game. Like, that's, that's a given, all right? Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan will both be in the All-Star game. But will Zach start is the question. That's up to us. We got to get in there, and we got to vote him in. James Harden should not be second, and, and Trey Young should not be third. It should actually be Zach Levine should be second, guys. We are Chicago, all right? This is on right. us. We control this. And then the NBA comes in and does their magic and things like that. But – as of right now, it's on us. That's all I can look at, Matt, is us. And, and look, so James Harden, you're right, in second place with just shy of 900,000 votes. Trey Young in third with 860,000. But the gap between DeMar and Zach is, is actually kind of shocking, Big Dave. DeMar has almost one and a half million votes, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and Zach has 775,000. DeMar has twice as many all-star votes as Zach Levine and – Zach Levine was asked after a shoot around the other day about, you know, the Bulls having two all-stars, him and DeMar. And absolutely, Zach believes that they're worthy of having two all-stars represented uh, this season, considering he said, you know, look at what DeMar's doing this season. Look at his numbers. And by the way, like, I don't feel like I'm that far behind. And he's not. I mean, yeah. he is simply not. These are Zach Levine's numbers so far this season. 26.3. Points, uh, 5.1 rebounds, 4.2 assists, shooting mm. splits of, let's see, uh, 49.7, 42 oh. from behind the three-point line, oh. and uh, and 85.7 at the free throw line. That's Zach Levine. 50, DeMar DeRozan? DeMar, DeMar DeRozan? 26.9, 5 and 4.5. And okay, mm. so like a shade up and shooting splits – of 49.4, 36.2 behind three, and 85.8. Their numbers are so freaking similar, Dave. Yeah. And is it just the newness of DeMar that is, is propelling him to have this many more all-star votes than Zach? I think it's the newness. Um, it's the winning team also. But I think the biggest thing, Matt, is he has two things supporting him. He has the Bulls fan base. And the Toronto Raptors fan base. Ooh. So he's got two things behind him, all right? And that's why I think it's so far ahead right now. And Chicago is big. It's global. But two is better than one. <laughs> you got a whole other country behind you in Canada. And that's why DeMar DeRozan is in there. But you know, like I said, Chicago's important because look at Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose is in here. Derrick Rose number seven among Come East Stars right now. Come on, man. Every year, Derrick Rose is in the top 10 in voting. It all started every single year. So Chicago's important, but Chicago will get you there. Now, having two of those on you will get you in that top three or, or like DeMar DeRozan is number one. Yeah. And, and look, I, I, I still do very much believe that Zach Levine could care less when it comes to this kind of stuff. He said it repeatedly. He's glad that DeMar is here because what he cares about most is winning. Winning. And yeah. 
you know, we, we were talking about it the other day when some Bulls fans were like worried that maybe Zach was mad at DeMar for that buzzer beater. And it was like, guys, no, Zach wants to win. And look, he might end up getting substantially outvoted by DeMar, like because of these reasons we're suggesting the the level of excitement, you know, that, that DeMar is this new guy getting these votes. And look, other, like non-Bulls fans who are voting and voting honestly about who is worthy, look at what DeMar does. Maybe the reasons he buys these buzzer beaters, but also the fourth quarter scoring he's doing, parentheses, Zach Levine scoring a lot in the fourth quarter too. But it's just like, again, it's the newness of DeMar arriving to a new team and the Bulls ascending to a spot that nobody thought they would be halfway through the season. Nobody yeah. thought that the Bulls would be the top seed in the East at this moment in time. And guess what? Zach Levine was here last year and the year before that and the year before that. And the Bulls were doing a lot of winning. DeMar DeRozan arrives. The Bulls do a lot of winning. So, yeah, he's going to get a lot of votes. And I think you're also right. He probably is still getting many votes from those Toronto Raptors loyalists who love him. And, again, this is all fan voting at this point, and it's weird. Yeah, you yeah. brought up the Derrick Rose example. Kyrie Irving is sixth <laughs> among Eastern Conference guards <laughs> who played his first game of the season, what, yesterday? What? One game, 86. That is wild to me, man. I honestly don't think um, James Harden should even be said, but I know he is because of the name. You know, it's James Harden. Right. So his name but is like, going to bring out like that. Had a rough start to the season. Yeah, he hasn't had a great one. And shout out to Tyler Hero also for being on this list. You know what I mean? He's coming off the bench. You know, so that's two guys right there, and him and Derrick Rose who are literally coming off the bench in that top ten, man. And uh, shout out to Darius Garland too, also mm -hmm. getting that love, man. He has been amazing. I know he was your guy coming into the draft. Mm -hmm. He has been absolutely awesome for the Cavaliers this season. He truly has. Uh, so, again, we'll see. The next uh, number that will be returned, the second round of voting returns, I believe, are the end of next week, January 14th. So we'll see if, if Zach manages to gain some ground on Trey Young and James Harden there. Uh, get out and vote, Bulls fans, for Zach and DeMar DeRozan for 2022 All-Star team. Uh, all right, we got a lot of, of people in our inbox wondering about uh, the Bulls and, and the, the final piece of a roster that might make them championship-worthy this season. So we'll get to as many of those as we can in just a minute. But first, I mentioned it at the top. Today's episode brought to you by Prize Picks. You've been hearing us tell you about Prize Pick for months now. Have you signed up yet? If you haven't, I don't know what you're waiting for. Prize Picks is daily fantasy, made easy. If you haven't checked it out yet, you're missing out. I'm telling you, mm. you're going to love this app for NBA and mixed sports pickups. Prize Picks has the best NBA DFS prop game on the market. They offer more NBA props than any other DFS prop operator and offer all the superstar players as well as bench players only recording a handful of minutes each game. So you can put, you know, the, an over-under on Derrick Jones Jr. rebounds or, or Troy Brown Jr. steals or whatever. Prize Picks offers any prop you can think of. Points, assists, rebounds, three-pointers made, everything. You can pick anywhere between two and five players and an over and under on their projections, and you can win up to 10x on any entry, and it's just you versus the projected numbers. Use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It really is that easy. PrizePix is safe and offers fast and easy withdrawals. So go to prizepix.com today and use promo code NBA or go to your app store and download the app. Prize Picks, daily fantasy made easy. Mm. Listen, you've started a new podcast, and to your surprise, it's gotten popular. 
So now you're like, how can I monetize this? And you want to go sell T-shirts. You want to go sell sweatshirts. You want to sell napkins. You want to sell anything. But you're like, man, this is too much. This is too much going on. I got all these things going on right here. How can I put it all in one spot? Let me hook you up. Because that is Shopify, the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. Now, scaling your business is a journey of endless possibility. And Shopify gives entrepreneurs the resources to once reserve for big businesses. So startups and established businesses alike can sell everywhere. Synchronized online, in-person sales, and effortlessly, effortlessly. I'm so excited I can't even speak effortlessly stay informed now shopify powers millions of businesses millions y'all i didn't say thousands i said dr evil millions from first scale to full scale so why don't you just stop messing around why don't you get it all together and make it all simple so you can get back on the mic and talk about the movies from the 60s because guess what people want to hear about that like me so go to shopify.com slash Locked on NBA, all lowercase, for a free 14-day trial and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify today. That's shopify.com slash locked on NBA. Shopify.com slash locked on NBA. All right, moving along here on our Friday episode. Lots of you in our inbox wondering about a potential Bulls move before that deadline. February 10th, we are just a, just shy of a month away uh, to, to see if the Bulls front office might want to tweak and try to perfect this roster for a deep playoff run, maybe even a championship run. So uh, I'm going to rattle off a few of these because we got a lot of similar uh, inquiries from you guys. So the 309 text in saying, hey, guys, just going through the trade machine, of course, who isn't, course. trying to find a way to get Jeremy Grant from the Pistons. How we oh, feel man. about sending a package of Kobe, P. Will, Jones Jr., possibly a first-round pick for Jeremy Grant and Corey Joseph. This Bulls team is built to be athletic, fast, long, defensive, could stretch the floor, be a three-level scoring. There are only a few players in the league that can fit that description, and the Bucks have two of them. So in my opinion... If I could pick anyone in the league I could go after right now to fit our one position, Grant would be that player. Uh, a couple more texts similar to this. We'll get to those in a minute, Big Dave. But first, what do you think about that? Like that specific hypothetical, going after Jeremy Grant. We know the Pistons might be looking to put him on the trading block over the next month. Yeah. P. Will, Kobe, Jones, and a pick? To me, that seems like a lot for Jeremy Grant. What about you? Uh, I do think it seems like a lot. Uh, immediately when I heard Patrick Williams, I stopped hearing things because as millions and millions of times I have to tell y'all, they are not trading this dude, all right? So stop putting him in trades, all right? And if they're going to trade him, it won't be for Jeremy Grant, is what I'm saying. So it would it would be a, for a much, much bigger piece. So it won't be for Jeremy Grant. But outside of that, I think I'd like it. I like Corey Joseph as well. I've always liked Corey Joseph. I always thought he was a really clutch a basketball player and can fit anywhere on your team like he just fits seamlessly and he's got that high IQ that you know that AK and Mark Eversley crave but yeah Jeremy Grant is the guy everybody I think is kind of going after uh right now so the Bulls I, I and I understand why he's putting Patrick Williams in there because you know if everybody's going after him you got to offer your best mm -hmm. so I get that and I understand that but he's not going to be involved in that now if we can get him for Kobe White uh Derek Jones Jr you know, maybe a pick or two like that. Yeah, 
Okay, I'm with that. I'm not against that at all because Jeremy Grant will pay dividends and make a huge difference on this sure. team for sure. sure. There's mm-hmm. no doubt about that at all. And you see, you can see where he fits. Like Lonzo Ball would be starving for a guy like this, you know, to be running the break, man. And it would just, yeah, he would be a great addition to have. But it won't come at the expense of Patrick Williams. But at any of those other players that you mentioned in those picks, yeah, I'm with it. The Bulls also do have that $5 million trade exception um, ah. from Daniel Play. So there is one more little piece there that the, that the Bulls could use to have a little bit of flexibility as we lead towards the NBA trade deadline. But I'm with you. Um, look, Jeremy Grant is a great piece. I think I would have a slight edge in favor of Jeremy Grant over Harrison Barnes if you're talking about those two guys, yeah. maybe trying yeah, to get one of those two. But I'm I with agree. you. I still have a, a great deal of belief in Patrick Williams, and he is still so young and – I, I hope that AK and Eversley are still as high on him as they were to pick him fourth overall. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I would be surprised to see him moved in a trade. Uh, AK had some interesting thoughts on that. We'll get to the, that in just a minute. But we will let another text or two cue us up for those comments. Um, the 808 texts and says, with Kobe gradually coming back to form with some improvements on defense, Shout out, Big Dave. Uh, what are the chances Kobe will still be a bull when both Lonzo and Caruso are back? Not enough minutes to go around at the guard position, especially since Io has shown he's a two-way player. Some people say Kobe's trade value has been increasing so that we can get that power forward. However, mm-hmm. Tyler Cook has been noise, all caps, noise for us. Hopefully yeah. that ankle sprain is not long-term. What are your thoughts? And... Uh, similarly here, the 630 texting in saying, Hey guys, new listener, but longtime Bulls fan, love the pod. Wanted to know what your thoughts are regarding a final piece to win a championship. I hear lots of talk about the Bulls needing another big man to protect the paint in the playoffs. Who would fit that role and how feasible is it for the Bulls to go out and get them? Who would they have to trade? Thanks. Thanks to those two textures for checking in. Big Dave, I mean, I told Bulls Nation, it seems like there is one thing and one thing only on their mind for the next month, and it is, what do we got to do to get that last piece of the puzzle? Who is that last piece of the puzzle, and what will it cost to get them? Yeah, and and it's, and the other thing that's on their mind is, how much of Kobe White can we give away <laughs> to get that? He's involved in everything that they're trying to do. My goodness, man. First of all, let me say – He'll they'll find a way to play like here with the Bulls. Billy Donovan loves guard lineups. He's been running four guard lineups. If you've been looking out there, guys, like he's running four guards out there one time and like Derek Jones Jr. or Tyler Cook or somebody like that at center. Like this is what he does, man. He's going to get guys out there. They're going to play. Io's going to play. Caruso's going to play. Kobe's going to play because all them dudes have to be on the floor. So you make room for that. (laughs) <laughs> like that's all that is he's going to make room for that and i'm going to trust his uh decision making um within that yeah we know what yeah everybody i think that's the thing also matt that everybody in bulls nation whether you you know you're a homer or you're you're, you're a pessimist or or whatever you know the one thing they really need you know you're looking at it you're like they need size they need mm-hmm. the big guy you know they need that power forward you know it and so with that being the reason everybody's like a hawk or eagle swooping in on that you know like who do we give up who do we get who do we get away of like that so i understand that and and i'm not against anybody having those feelings but i just don't like continuing to have patrick williams in trades and 
Kobe White is always your first go-to. <laughs> right. It. And, I, right. and I feel you. And I feel you. I do. I do feel you. But let's see. Let's just. Let's just let's just see first. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm are you not enjoying this right now? Like I'm kind of yeah. enjoying this. You know what I mean? It's a nice eight game going on the nine game winning streak to check it out and things like that. And I know somebody out there right now is like, but dang, you know, the postseason. We gotta worry about the postseason. That's what it's about. Well, you gotta win games to get there. <laughs> you yeah. gotta you gotta have a nice seating to get there, guys. That's very important as well. So I hear you, I feel you. And I know what and Matt knows, and I know we know what they need. It's that size. They got to get that big man, whether it's a starter for that four or whether it's somebody coming in off the bench. They've got to get that big man. But you know why I put my hands like this? Because I know who AK and Mark Eversley are, baby. And I'm cool. And I'm like, I know they on this, man. I know it. So it's all good. Yeah, I mean, it is interesting that a lot of Bulls fans were looking at Kobe White as that big potential piece to build a trade around if they wanted to make a move and they were doing so while he was still rehabbing his injury uh they yeah. were doing so yeah. before he came back when bulls fans saw io Desumu play and said we we might not need kobe white io yeah. is is confident and capable of scoring in the ways that kobe white is or or showed us he could be and maybe is already a little bit more you know, uh, mentally engaged and, and locked in and capable as a two-way player on the defensive end than Kobe White is or has ever been. And Kobe White comes back, takes him a few games, but he's found his offensive groove, and now Kobe White is showing us what he could do on the defensive end. Maybe it's not that easy of a decision. You know, like the, our one texture saying, you know, like, yeah, Kobe White certainly seemed like the, the piece that could be traded, and now it's like he's playing really well, and do we really want to trade a guy who's playing that well? Kobe White, especially like this eight-game winning streak, especially some of those tight games in this eight-game winning streak, the Bulls don't win those games without Kobe, plain and simple. That's, a fact. That's just a fact, man. And you got to look at that, guys, you know, and how important that is, especially in that fourth quarter. Because Kobe White, if anything, he's going to put buckets up in the fourth quarter, man. I don't care what he did the first three. That fourth quarter come, cash money. You know what I mean? You can count that in there. But you're right, Matt, like just watching his maturation and his growth. I just don't want Bulls fans to lose sight and lose enjoyment in watching that happen because he was none of this <laughs> last right. season, man. Right. None of this. Me and Matt were like, the main argument, me and Matt, were, when we agreed on Kobe was, yeah, come off the bench. <laughs> come off the bench, get there, that's cool. We, we, we definitely agreed on that for sure. Watching this Kobe White, you don't feel as bad. He made me feel good that he was starting. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like He made me be like, oh, Lonzo's out? Oh, Kobe got it. You know, like I didn't feel like I lost anything. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and that's the biggest compliment I can give. I wasn't like, oh, Lonzo, where are you? Come back. Kobe was like, I got it. <laughs> and I like that. I like that. Uh, okay. Uh, I still want to get to some of these comments from AK in his radio interview on Thursday uh, because they very much tie into what we're talking about right now with potential trades. Uh, before we do that, though, Big Dave, tell the people about those delicious built bars. Oh, you know what they want, Matt. You know they want the bars of the built. <laughs> you got to have them. You want to munch down. You want to pull one out, and you want to eat them all. And then somebody comes in and says, hey, man, you can't eat all that candy. That shouldn't even be in your hand right there. I thought your New Year's resolution was to be healthier. And you look at them, and you tell them, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, four net carbs, 17 grams of protein, and they are covered in 100% real chocolate. And when they reached to try to take yours, you said, no, 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 my brother, you got to get your own. 
Oh, and this is where you get your own at. You go to built.com and also at built.com because built bar is awesome. They always have a flavor of the month just for you. Matthew Peck, can you please inform the people what the flavor of the month is? Well, we got two right now, baby. Ruby chocolate and lemon dipped cheesecake. Mm-hmm. Don't you feel good with that? And that goes along with the many other flavors they have, like the coconut almond, the peanut butter brownie, the raspberry, the cookies and cream, the salted caramel, the mint brownie. They got all of that stuff and those flavors of the month. Built.com, guys. Go there. Get 15% off your order using the promo code LOCKED15. That's 15% off of your order with the promo code LOCKED15 at Built.com. Built Bar. Zach Guilford loves them. All right, uh, moving along uh, on our Mailbag Friday, lots of you want to know uh, what the Bulls might be doing. So in case you missed this, um, Arturis Karnaschivas, Bulls Vice President of Basketball Ops, went on the Mully and Haw show early morning, 670 to score here in Chicago on Thursday, and they asked him point blank whether he planned to stand pat or add another piece before that February 10th deadline. And in case you missed it, here is his response, quote, Well, I like this group. I like this group a lot. Like I said, we're competing right now this season. It's a new group. So teams that are close by in the standings, like Brooklyn and Milwaukee and Philly, they've had their group for two or three years at least. And we've had this group for three months. So we're still learning, still adjusting. I like this group a lot, the mental toughness, a lot of games that we came back and didn't fold. But at the same time, we are also open to any kind of possibilities and we'll listen. However, as I said, I love this group of guys. End quote. Mm-hmm. Big Dave, care to you know take a stab at reading those tea leaves, buddy? <laughs> oh, I just love it so much. That when I hear him talk, man, I just I just relax. He's like, you know, I like how you said tea leaves because he's like a cup of tea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like mm, I'm just calm. I'm just relaxed. I'm like, oh yeah, he's got this. He's yeah. not worried about it. I like the fact, yeah, right, exactly. I like the word that he used loved and not liked. I do like that. You know what I'm saying? He's like, no, I love these guys. You know, it's so much fun. He's not, no, we like these guys. We like the guys. He's not just, he's not just high on them. No, he loves them. (laughs) Exactly. You know what I'm saying? No, we love them. And I really do appreciate the fact he said that because I think that's very important um, to when he actually goes into, you know, trade line deadline gets closer as far as what he's trying to give back. He's letting guys mm-hmm. kind of know, yo, I do love what I have now, so I'm not just giving people away here. You know what I'm saying? Like, I love these cats. And basically that's telling you if nothing does happen, I love what I got to start. So right. we go, I'm going to be all right anyway. So what you got? You know what I mean? So I like that aspect of it. I like how he said everything and said nothing. <laughs> I like I like that too, Matt. You know, playing mm-hmm. it close and tight to the chest. Um, cause even Billy Donovan came out, uh, I think it was either yesterday or today. I was like, oh yeah, we had that discussion about, you know, trade talks like yesterday. We've been talking mm-hmm. about that for a while. Yeah. That lets you know. I love how they let you know everything, but tell you nothing. Like it's mm-hmm. the best, you know what I mean? So bottom line, Matt, I'm comfortable, you know, with him. I trust him when he says he's listening and he's on the phone because he has done nothing but be proactive, especially in how he put this team together. Right. I, I mean, I think that's the bottom line that Bulls fans should just continuously remind themselves. And and I know, you know, easier said than done to not worry and fret every minute of every day about your trade machines and your potential deals. Yeah. Bottom line, when AK and Eversley have seen an opportunity to improve this roster, 
in their minds and the way that they evaluate and the people that they trust and their own opinions that they trust, mm -hmm. they have gone out and made those moves. They've made them happen, whether they be trades, in-season trades, sign-in trades this past offseason, you know, the, the, the guys that they've drafted, they are confident and they seize opportunities when they see them. So when AK says, I love this group of guys, but we'll be listening. Right. If some team comes to them with a trade that they see as improving their roster right now and down the line, then they'll then they'll make a trade. But here's the other interesting thing that I think about those comments from AK is when he compared the Bulls to teams like Brooklyn and Milwaukee and Philly, like teams that have had these cores intact for at least a, a season plus. The Bulls have been playing together. This iteration of the Bulls have been playing together for three months. Mm -hmm. That's it. And I think it speaks to AK and Eversley and these players for buying in and Billy Donovan and his staff for the fact that they have all this chemistry through just three months. True. That I mean, it is wild. And it's why so many people are surprised by the fact that the Bulls are in first place in the East right now. Most people thought it would take some time for players to understand and embrace their roles for guys to figure out how to play together. But maybe there is a little bit of a um, an, an unknowable, a wild card, a dangerous wild card of messing with the thing they have right now, which is shockingly efficient chemistry. Team chemistry that they have built, that they are nurturing every day, every game. And do you, do you see the need for that one piece, if it's front court depth or whatever it is, to mess with what you have now because what you have now is working. Yeah, yeah. Teams crave this kind of chemistry that the Chicago Bulls have. They might want other kinds of players and run different offenses indeed, but you crave to have this kind of chemistry. Guys, selfless, not selfish, no egos, wants to see everybody else do good and is all about the team. Look, look at DeMar DeRozan driving the champagne just to watch Ayo awesome. get raised into the rafters at the University of Illinois. Yeah, shout out to DeMar and, and shout out to Ayo for that. And happening. Zach Levine went to a Winnie City Bulls game to see Devon Dotson yes. and Mac McClung. Like, yes. you know, they're, they're yes. being leaders. They're showing support. They are building that, that team culture right now. That's a thing, guys. Like, you don't see this. It's just not something you see all the time. So, and even, even before that, when we would see Patrick Williams always showing up at a WNBA game with Kobe White, mm -hmm. like even those kind of things, like they well, were always those guys too also went down with DeMar and Io for Io's jersey retirement, Kobe and Pat Bowl. This is all love, man. Teams crave this stuff and they don't have it. So yeah, man, you, there is, you're right, man. I think you're like, do I really want to change this? Do I really want to mess with that? The only people I trust to do to make that decision are AK and Mark Eversley, man. I promise you, I trust them with everything. Because you know, there's a chance that they make a move for a player. You know, if if it, hypothetically speaking, if it's Barnes, if it's Jeremy Grant, if it's somebody else who will come in, acknowledge what the Bulls have going for them, and immediately buy in and embrace their role. But you know, maybe Jeremy Grant's trying to reinvent himself after trying to be the guy in Detroit and it not going well. Maybe Harrison mm. Barnes brings the, the the Kang stank with them from Sacramento. You know, like you never know. Um, but you know, because we are talking about this, here's yet another text uh, uh, text in our inbox uh, with another version of of this topic. Essentially, this is okay. Evan from New Jersey who texts oh, yeah. in saying, "Hey guys, keep doing what you're doing, elevating Bulls Nation." Question for you: 
While DeMar has been the savior on back-to-back road games, we can't ignore that the Bulls' inability to limit their opponents to one shot these past couple of games is a hole they won't be able to cover up come the playoffs. Given this win-now roster, would you today risk it all to trade Kobe White while his stock is high and Pat Williams if you add a rim protector like Miles Turner? If not, what's your realistic addition slash trade that we can make before the deadline? The Kings won't move Barnes for less than the same assets. Thanks for all you do. Remember the roars of the Madhouse, Evan in New Jersey. Thanks for checking in, Evan. So, okay, uh, you know, yet again, another Bulls fan with this on their mind. Um, I read that one because of his question, Dave. We've talked about, would you give up Kobe? Would you give up Pat? We don't have to go over that again. Is there anybody out there? Maybe it's not a wing like Grant or or Barnes. Maybe more of a, a big like Miles Turner, who he mentioned. We talked about Miles Turner yeah, when that yeah. report first came out that maybe Indy was looking to turn into a rebuilding selling team at this season's deadline. There's you know there's not a whole lot out there. You know the, the Bucks uh, decided not to keep Boogie Cousins. I believe that news dropped earlier this week. Right. There's still a question about whether or not the the Kings are trying to to ship off Marvin Bagley. Right. Um, right. There's there's one other name. There's one other name that I'm going to throw at you right now, Big Dave. Dad Young. Oh, that's dirty pool. You know we love that. You know we love magic over here. The untradeable. Bring that back. <laughs> Oh man, I, I guarantee you that is the only thing that AK and Mark Evansley did not want to do was was trade oh. that young. I know they did. I, I, we talked about it on the show, and I and I committed them because I know they didn't want to do it, but they were like, "That's DeMar DeRozan. Like, we'll make that deal. Yeah, we're gonna make that deal." And I always committed them for that. You, the thing with that, and why Bulls because you saw what he did when he was here. You know, you saw how awesome he was. But yeah. the other thing is you know how he fits in <laughs> with this, what we got going on right now. You know where he fits, and mm-hmm. I mean perfectly, any need that they would have. And you see they run those small ball lineups, so it would be like, ooh, him at the five? Ooh, with those passes and those easy – ooh, that would be fun. That would be fun to see. I'm not trading Patrick Williams for him. <laughs> Let me get that right to y'all right now. Yeah, I would love that young on the team, guys. I'm not trading Patrick Williams for him. I honestly wouldn't give you Kobe White for me. I'm going to have to have – it's going to have to be something else and some draft picks for for him to get him. Mm-hmm. He's going to be he's gonna be a piece sought after as well, Matt, because right. these yeah. teams are going to be trying to win. You know, like it's the same thing we went through with the Nets when we were trying to get Paul Millsap here. And we knew right. where Paul Millsap fit. We knew the IQ. We were like, he's perfect. Go get Paul Millsap. Oh, snap, there's other teams that are good that <laughs> kind of want Paul Millsap here? Right. Yeah. yeah. There are. So that's the thing you got it. We can't forget about that. Uh, other teams could have some incredible trade packages, you know what I'm saying, that they just can't say no to. But mm-hmm. yeah, man, of course I want that. You know, I would love yeah. to have him here, man. But Reun- reunited man. with Zach, you know, yeah. who he, uh, you know, uh, that oh, was Zach that. when Zach yeah. was a rookie in Minnesota. Right. Right. You know, like, you know, Thad has solid relationships with a lot of guys that are here on this Bulls team now. And, and, and Zach... And Thad, we're talking at the beginning of last season. Thad said, my goal is to make Zach Levine an all-star and to get him to his first playoff series. And they mm. achieved one of those things. But mm. how great would it be to have Zach back or to have Thad back with the Bulls for Zach's first playoff appearance? It would be awesome. A couple other names that that I am, am keeping my eye on. And if I were you out there at Bulls Nation, I would also keep my eye on. Uh, a couple of teams that where you're not really sure what, what they're thinking coming up to the deadline. 
Houston and Christian Wood yes. and Chris Boucher over in Toronto. Mm-hmm. Two names that I think could offer the Bulls what they might be lacking in those front court spots. Um, and, and Evan's right. Look, the Bulls got away with a couple of games where they gave up second and third chance opportunities to their opponents because oh, yeah. they could not corral that defensive yeah. glass. And, Indiana. you know, come playoff time, you're less likely to get away with that because you're playing quality right. opponents. And if you give quality opponents multiple chances to score every time down the floor, you're going to end up paying for it. The Bulls just yeah. got away with that a few times. So, yes, you know, between that and the interior scoring margins that that we have seen trending in the wrong direction for the Bulls in this last stretch despite their wins, yes. All of you out there saying, we need size, we need size. Yeah, obviously we do. Um, it's just a matter of whether or not AK and Eversley see something that they like, that they think is a good deal to keep this team on track. Because the track they're on right now, despite mm. this lack of size that has the sky falling, <laughs> the track they're on right now is the number one seed in the East. So Come on, guys. <laughs> let's all just keep that perspective, <laughs> shall we? Absolutely. Get some woosah going on, guys. Like It's going to be okay. This team is good. Like, even with all the flaws, number one in the East, guys. Like, you couldn't ask for much more than that. Speaking of which, Milwaukee, Brooklyn tonight. So, one of those two teams Ooh. is taking an L. One of those two teams Ooh. is taking an L. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see fun. where we are. Uh, we get, And then we got Bulls. So, we got Bulls-Wizards uh, rematch tonight. And yeah. then Bulls-Mavs on Sunday, if I am yeah. correct. Uh, Jason Kidd, their coach, just went into protocols earlier today. We'll see if Luke is going to be able to play in that game or not. I believe he's listed as questionable for that Sunday game right now. Um, Bulls uh, already beat Dallas earlier this season, if I recall. So they'll go for the season sweep against uh, Dallas on Sunday. That's it for today. That's it for the week. We will be back on Monday to react to this Friday, Sunday Bulls game slate. And um, in the meantime, hit us up on that text and voicemail line, 331-979-1369. Thanks to everybody whose texts we got to today. We'll try to get to some more mailbag and, and probably some voicemails next week. So keep hitting us up. We'll try to keep up as best we can. That's Big Dave. I'm Matt. Until next time, have a great weekend, Bulls Nation. See Red be good. Peace out.